You're listening to episode number 41 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today, we're chatting about everything exogenous ketones, what they are, signs that you need them, signs that you don't, the difference in products, the ingredients used in exogenous ketones, whether they're FODMAP or not, diet culture surrounding the product, accessibility issues, how exogenous ketones are digested, whether they lead to limited fat burn, and so much more. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from HelpfulPursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. All listeners of the podcast receive a free seven-day keto meal plan, complete with a shopping list and everything you need to chow down on keto for seven whole days. Download your free copy at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. The link will also be in the show notes for today's episode. Perfect if your daily keto meals have become a bit lackluster, if you're new to keto and a bit lost when it comes to eating what and how much, or thrive on being guided on what to do and when to do it. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. I am so thrilled that you're here hanging out with me today. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E41. The transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true North strong and free, but gosh, I'm pretty jealous of you all in the US because you get access to Thrive Market while I'm stuck with limited access to the abundance of health foods that you all know and love. We have 14 day shipping and everything's really expensive and forget about free shipping. That's always out of the question. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping and and a 30-day trial so you can reorder your favorites a couple of weeks down the road. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder, or $15.65 as opposed to $24.99 on MCT oil if you go to a retail store. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of organic and non-GMO products plus free shipping is going to make a regular $100 grocery run into about a 50 maybe $75 Thrive Market order for the same amount of things. You can go to thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer will expire in a couple of weeks. So if you're on the fence about it, the time is now. Again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only and people in the U.S. Wah, wah. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or you want to submit praise over and above the review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com. I have one quick announcement. It's more of a thank you. My paperback book, The Keto Diet, is doing so well because of your help. I am just beyond excited. We've hit Globe and Mail bestseller. 
We've hit number one cookbook by Publishers Weekly of all of the cookbooks in the USA. So I'm rocking the US and we're rocking Canada. And I just want to thank each and every one of you that has supported this process. The last year and a half has been a huge struggle for me to put all of my thoughts into words on paper and overcome a lot of fears that come with that. And everyone who has come out to my events and we've hung out together or have left a review for the book, just thank you so much for making this a reality for Healthful Pursuit and really our community in general. Before we get started with the interview today, I just wanted to put in some groundwork before we get started. So if you guys remember from episode 35, I told you that I was sort of in support of exogenous ketones and I went through kind of what my thoughts were on that. So I just want to reiterate if you didn't listen to episode 35, just so you have an idea of where I'm coming from. So I was against exogenous ketones from the very beginning for multiple reasons that we'll get into in a second. But what changed my mind was when I went on the book tour and I met with oodles and oodles, like thousands of you talking about exogenous ketones and their use in your diet. I had many women and men come up to me and say that they couldn't live without this product and that they were suffering because it was breaking the bank. And many people said that they were using it to get into ketosis. One lady had been in keto flu for six weeks and then used an exogenous ketone product. And she was in there in three days and she used it for a couple more weeks and then she stopped using it. And was able to continue on her ketogenic journey. So I realized that by connecting with many of you, uh, you definitely inspired me to look at the options out there. And in fact, in Seattle, I believe it was one of the individuals that was there at the signing recommended Perfect Keto. So I reached out to them, checked out their marketing, felt pretty good about it, tried their product and was pretty happy with the outcome. So a couple of concerns that I had with exogenous ketones from the very beginning is that many of the products out there, many of the businesses that are selling those products kind of use it to erase eating choices. I also feel like they shouldn't be used in conjunction with excess carbohydrates or a carb up and that they shouldn't be used to extend your fast beyond what your body is comfortable with. So when I tried Perfect Keto, I was able to go more than two days without eating. And I knew that that was a big issue for me. So I had to come down off of the exogenous ketone product and only use it a couple of times a week, as opposed to every day when I went into it. And it's not to be used to lose sight of why you started keto in the first place. So if you've been following me for a while, your goal with keto is probably nutrient density and healing your body. Perhaps it's even weight loss, but sometimes we can lose sight of what's important to us and we get caught in this place of just losing ourselves. That's happened to me on keto. It's happened to me in a bunch of different situations. And I could see that exogenous ketone products could bring that out in people. And if you're keto, fasting, feeling great, you don't need the supplement. And I find that people rely on it too heavily and that's why I've never promoted it. This isn't me turning to the dark side. This isn't me doing a complete 180. This is me listening to what the people are saying that they're doing and not being oblivious to what's happening around me. If there's anything that I've learned being in the health and wellness industry for over a decade is that if you don't ebb and flow with the industry and where things are going and 
listening to thought leaders and connecting to different messages and changing your message with what you learn about your body and, and the people that trust you and that have had experiences firsthand, then you're going to go nowhere. You, you got to change and you got to admit that when you're wrong, you're wrong and adjust things accordingly. So I chose Perfect Keto for a bunch of different reasons. And this is one exogenous ketone product. And I'm, I'm going to talk about my experience with Keto OS in a second. But the reason I chose Perfect Keto was that they say that it is to complement your ketogenic diet. It's less cost per serving than other brands. While it may be about half of other brands, maybe a bit less than half, it's definitely a lot less costly per serving. It doesn't contain artificial scary ingredients. So some of the exogenous ketone products that I've found contain a lot of crazy things. And also their processing isn't of the highest quality. And we'll talk about that in the interview. The amount of BHB is clearly labeled on their container and you can order right from their website, making it more accessible for people. So whenever I work with a brand, and I don't know if I've ever spoken about this on the podcast or anywhere else, when I find a product that I really love and I want to promote it, there are a couple of things that I need to see in a brand before I will promote it. And the reason this is, is because there's so many people listening that will just purchase the product. And I take that very seriously. I've been duped before by other bloggers where they say, you know, buy this product. And I don't even look at the ingredients. I don't even look at anything. I just buy it and then I get it. And I'm like, what the heck? So I never want you to have that experience. So there are a couple of things that I look for in a brand. The first is do we align in about 95% of our beliefs and thought systems? And you're never going to find a brand at least it's very rare to find a brand that aligns with you 100%. But I like to say like 95%, sure, some of their blog posts, I won't necessarily agree with their thoughts, but like 95% of the way that they do their marketing and how they reach out to people and even how they treat me is a big deal and how they treat their customers and how their customer service is. And another piece is, do I love the product? Of course, I need to love it and use it and integrate it into my life so I can explain how to integrate it into yours and also experience it firsthand. So because of that reason, that's why I do not personally like to promote Keto OS. There was a question in episode 35. I shared my thoughts about exogenous ketones and I talked a little bit about Keto OS, but I didn't go totally into it just because I don't like to bash other companies. Sometimes I choose to promote certain things that align with my thought process better and that I feel are just a better company overall personally. And that's not to say that anyone that promotes Keto OS or has changed with P Keto OS or has seen like momentous shifts in their life because of this, that I'm discounting their experience. It's just not something that I align with. So I've tried Keto OS. In fact, the first time I tried it, I thought it was rotten because it tasted so weird to me. I didn't like it. Kevin's tried it a couple of times. He didn't like it. And also the marketing bothers me. There have been multiple times where individuals have shown up when I'm on stage, when I'm speaking, they have been really aggressive and the marketing piece around, you know, not necessarily knowing what keto is. There have been many individuals that are selling this product. And when I ask them about the ketogenic diet, they're like, they don't know what I'm saying. And so I don't feel comfortable sharing that product with people that you know, trust me to make the right choices and to share the right things. So that's just a personal thing. I hope that comes across as me not turning to the dark side. I just, I saw that people were using exogenous ketones and I felt like it was my responsibility to figure out which one would be best for them. And that's how I landed on perfect keto. 
There were also a couple of questions about exogenous ketones overall. Somebody asked, do you personally do it to help extend your fasting period? Do you mix it with your RFL in the mornings? Yes, you can use it to extend your fasting period if you're already ketogenic or even if you're not. And we'll talk about that in the interview. And then I do not mix it with my RFL in the morning. I'm actually going to try that and see how it goes, but I would imagine it wouldn't taste very good. I just mix it with water. Another question was, could being in ketosis 100% of the time by using exogenous ketones be part of the reason someone may be struggling with amenorrhea even though they incorporate carb ups? Um, no, I I think a state of ketosis doesn't mean that you're going to get amenorrhea. I would say that a couple of things that you want to look at is eating enough, not forcing yourself to fast, and also not eating enough, not forcing yourself to fast and having carb ups, which it sounds like you're doing. But if exogenous ketones are naturally giving you a longer fasting period, I would say that indirectly it could be not helping your amenorrhea. So if you have amenorrhea and you're finding that when you take exogenous ketones, you're not eating as much, then that's going to be a problem because usually in order to overcome amenorrhea, you need to eat more. Another listener question said that she used Perfect Keto and felt awesome on it for a few days, and then she started to feel terrible with blood sugar in the 60s and very high ketone readings. Is it possible to use the product along with a ketogenic diet and have it work too well and cause a person to feel physically sick? Yeah, totally. If you're the type of body that doesn't resonate well with high ketone numbers, Yeah, I've met a couple clients that once they get over that three millimole per liter mark, they just don't feel good. So if you just don't feel good and you know what's causing you to not feel good, then stop what's not making you feel good or just lower it down until you start to feel better. You may find that you actually don't need this product, that your body creates enough ketones and you're good to go. So Our guest today is Dr. Anthony Gustin. He's a board-certified sports physician, a functional medicine practitioner, and overall food and fitness skeptic. His focus recently has shifted from private practice to creating products that improve the accessibility to whole food nutrition and ketosis with his company's Perfect Keto and Equip. In addition to publishing his own health reports on his website, dranthonygustin.com. So let's cut over to this interview. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm really good. For listeners that may not be familiar with your work, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, can I bring it back a few years so it makes sense? I am a functional medicine clinician and sports chiropractor. I practice in San Francisco. About four years ago, I graduated from from Cairo school and kind of went through the path of sports medicine as well as functional medicine and helping a lot of people. Kind of the common theme that I saw with most people is that even if we fix a lot of their mechanical issues and even if we kind of dive deep into their blood work, nutrition was the biggest problem with what they were doing, not hitting on kind of whole food nutrition and getting real foods. And so I started using nutrition to be able to modify a lot of things, sports injuries, recovery, rehab, as well as fixing the gut, healing hormones, adrenals, stuff like this. And so as they're doing that more with more patients, I realized that it wasn't necessarily a problem with people having the knowledge about the food. It's more so the accessibility to the food. And so that's what kind of led me into the next phase from being a, just kind of a, a day-to-day practicing Cairo to growing the businesses that I have now, which I'm trying to fix more of the accessibility around whole food nutrition. So um, that's kind of spun into two different companies. One's called Equip, where we have whole food products. And then another one, which I was using ketosis as a therapeutic tool in my clinic for a lot of my patients who have either diabetes or cancer or 
kind of metabolic issues, weight loss issues. And so also increasing the accessibility and the ease of which to do ketosis with Perfect Keto. So that day-to-day is running those two companies. Awesome. And so let's focus in on exogenous ketones because uh, we have so many questions from listeners and readers and people that have been following Healthful Pursuit for a while. So why don't we start off with the very basics of like, what are exogenous ketones? Yeah, and I'm sure your your um, audience is pretty familiar with this stuff. But I mean, just to bring it back, ketosis versus eating carbs is essentially, you know, running on fat instead of carbohydrates. And so what an exogenous ketone is, it is the breakdown supplementally of what your body will be running on when it breaks down fat. We'll break down fat into a few different ketone bodies. One of the most prevalent ones would be beta-hydroxybutyrate, and that's the one that floats around in your blood and can go into more tissues. And your body can actually use to generate energy in a more clean way, if you'd say, than, than carbohydrate. And so what an exogenous ketone is, is that so generally your body makes the ketones from breakdown of fat, and that would be endogenous, so think of N in in your body, and then exogenous would be outside of your body. So any kind of ketone sources that you're getting from an external source. And so by supplementing with exogenous ketones, why would one want to do that? Why wouldn't they just allow their body to do the magic that it can do naturally? Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why I was getting into this myself. Seeing the compliance with a lot of patients, it's, you know, when people, for especially for therapeutic reasons, it's not very easy to get in a ketogenic diet. So if people have hormonal problems, adrenal problems, they um, have a lot of appetite issues or if they have blood sugar dysregulation, going straight into ketogenic diet is actually very challenging. And so this would help kind of bridge one into a ketogenic diet. And so sometimes when people have ketones in the first place, it, it, it's not going to like magically put you into ketosis like with a snap of a finger. I wish it were that easy. But wh- what happens is your body then gets a little bit of a dose of this, this type of metabolite that you can break down and use for energy. With that kind of transitioning and doing it nutritionally, which is important here, again, this is not a magic pill, then the the bridging the gap from kind of a traditional diet or a carb-heavy diet, sugar burning to fat burning is a much easier process. And I, I've, I mean, I've even seen that with myself and I feel like I have pretty good nutrition, but going from carbs to eating kind of a moderate carb diet into a ketogenic diet, transition for me is much easier. And I think I have it relatively easy because I'm, I'm a pretty healthy guy. So um, seeing that with my patients was a, was a huge deal. So, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons. Another one would be, and then, so two of the reasons for me that we'll get into that um, were mental clarity and focus and performance. And so what I mean by that is even if I'm eating a ketogenic diet, I usually float around between about 1 to 1.5 millimolars with a nutritional ketosis, which is, you know, j- enough for me to feel great. My, my biomarkers look, look uh, fantastic. And so for me, for a healthy diet as an individual, that's a very good spot for me to be. However, I feel best mentally when I'm at about a 3.0 millimolar and I can't really get there without exogenous ketones. And so for me, it's almost like a little boost that I have in the morning to be able to get into the highest functioning state for mental clarity where I do most of my uh, creative work and Kind of work output in the morning. And so for me, that's another way. Again, everybody's an individual, so their response to this type of stuff. And so some people might feel great mentally at about 1.5 millimolar with nutritional ketosis and they don't need any aid. I've just found for me personally that it's a little bit different. Another one would be when I was in the nutritional ketosis and not having any ketones, when I was working out, I don't do CrossFit, but kind of CrossFit-like workouts, really high intensity, I would feel awful. Like... <laughs> 
even if I added carbs before or after, I tried to do carb cycling or targeted ketogenic diet, which I'm mean, sure, sure, again, your, your audience is familiar with this, but it's just adding a little bit of carbs in around the workout or having it just be fasted or doing pre-workouts, I would feel terrible no matter what. And so I use the exogenous ketones also targeted around a workout. So when your body, especially when you're going through explosive exercises, it's not a very quick process to break down fat into ketone bodies to use for energy. And so your body can't do that very well in like short burst intense workouts. And so supplementing with exogenous ketones, you're giving your body a whole lot of energy that it can use very rapidly. And so my workouts have changed dramatically since that. And I think that this is a, a point where people, I mean, and I wasn't the only one who, who said this about their performance dropping on a ketogenic diet. I don't recommend it for people who are competitors. I work with a lot of high-end pro athletes and crossfitters and ketogenic diet for them for where the phase that they're at with competition, I would never recommend it because it just, it does not fit with, I think, high output on a competitive level. My priorities, though, are like feeling good and longevity and mental clarity. And so while I want a really effective and good workout, that comes first. And so that's why I'm on a ketogenic diet and workout. But people complaining about low energy and lack of output doing things like CrossFit on a ketogenic diet, I think if you're not a competitor, using exogenous ketones can be a really good way to kind of bump bump it up and give your body energy that it needs before the workout. Mm, so it sounds like this product can be really good for people that are working out. If somebody wants to boost their ketone levels, so say they're already eating ketogenic, but they tend to be a bit lower. Like my husband always registers around 0.8. Like he really can't get higher than that. It's just, he just can't. Yeah, exactly. Whereas me, I, I easily after three days of eating keto 2.3 millimoles and I kind of just stay there and so for me it was never really an issue but I could see you know and the reason why I gravitated toward your product and toward exogenous ketones overall is that although I don't have really issues in getting into ketosis there are so many people out there that sit in that lower range don't feel optimal or they're in keto flu for like six weeks nonstop. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's part of the, the metabolic issue that everyone is so different and there is no one size fits all with any of this stuff. And so while I could say, oh, this, this product or exogenous ketones or just a ketogenic diet will, will work this way for all people. It's just not even true whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I wish it would be. I, w- I mean, I wish everybody would get consistently great results, but everyone is so different when it comes to metabolism. And you also mentioned that it could also speed up the process of becoming ketogenic. Is there a period where you would say that exogenous ketones are best for and do you have to take them every day? So for example, if somebody is eating keto for like a couple of days and they're not feeling optimal and they use exogenous ketones, once they're in ketosis, what kind of protocol might be best for them to continue to use exogenous ketones or not? Yeah. And again, I think this goes back to what the individual's goals are. And so if like, for instance, I have them most days for the two reasons that I said. If your diet is just to feel good and you, you do feel good on a nutritional ketogenic diet, then I would say unnecessary. A lot of times what people will do, and I think you had an experience with this almost too much, but appetite control is another one. Yeah. When people are just getting onto a ketogenic diet, they still have either a lot of like actual addictions to food or mental addictions to food. And so what I mean, coming from a Western diet or a high-carb diet, that appetite suppression can be very, very effective for weight loss. That's sustainable. That's not going to last forever on a ketogenic diet. Like you said, it, it is important. I think one of the, the huge drawbacks long-term about a ketogenic diet is it's so satiating that you can under-eat for a very long period of time, leading to hormonal problems. But in a short term, I think if, if you are looking for appetite 
suppressing, this would be a really, really good tool for that as well. So, I mean, it just depends completely on your individual goals. I see the, the three as mental production, physical performance, and getting into ketosis or alleviating the symptoms of having problems like that. Mm, yeah. And for me, having been ketogenic now for three years, oh yeah, three years and five days. So in five days, it'll be my three-year anniversary. And so when Congratulations. I started, thank you. When I started eating, rather when I started using exogenous ketones, I was finding that it was almost like I could have gone easily three days without eating. So I was like, oh wait, because I do have hormonal issues and I know that those long periods of fasting just doesn't resonate with my body. So if somebody is wanting to encourage a more fasted state, it's great for like travel. I was using it during my book tour. So I would go all day without eating. And then after the book tour event, then I would have my first meal and it worked out really well for me, but something to definitely watch for. And you mentioned hormones. So, and also adrenal issues before, do you find that people with low-functioning adrenals have an issue with exogenous ketones, or do you find the opposite is true? I don't think that there are any inherent problems with adrenal function in taking exogenous ketones. We don't put caffeine in our product for one of for that reason. I don't want people to have any any more stimulus than you know. It, if they so if they want to use it targeted, they can. I mean, I think that having adrenal problems is a whole other issue in itself, which can be very multifaceted. But I don't see any direct connection, either magic pill, positivity, or negativity around adrenal uh, function and exogenous ketones. It's just, again, another, another source of energy for your body. It's not like it's a stimulant that will be affecting that, that pathway. So before we get to kind of perfect keto and how you guys have formulated uh, your specific product, I love to go through some misinformation and concerns around exogenous ketone supplementation. The biggest one being that the information out there says that if you take this product, it's almost going to tell your body that it doesn't need to burn fat. And for people that are wanting to lose weight on a ketogenic diet by supplementing with exogenous ketones, they actually won't be burning fat. True, not true thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand where, <laughs> where this one comes from. Taking exogenous ketones does not stop your body's production of ketones. So it just, like, like in my case, right, I was you know, at 1, 1. 1.5 millimolar and I go up and they don't last forever. So it's not like you just, you take this supplement and then you are no longer burning fat. Fat burning is a very complex type of bodily function here. And if, if this were the case, then, I mean, we, we've heard from a lot of people who have taken our stuff, other brands and supplement, not supplement. And I can guarantee that you can burn fat while taking exogenous ketones. I don't know why it would just block overall fat burning. I think the, the misconception is that if you take it, you're getting energy from somewhere else, therefore not ever using your energy. However, that could be said about any food source. And so I guess I, I would ask those people if they think that eating food also prevents you from burning fat which is the case I would say I would disagree with. So like eating any kind of fat will, you know, eventually turn into ketones and then you, your body wouldn't burn it because you're eating external fat. So I would say it's just a, a consumed source like anything else and does not block your body's ability to do any type of fat burning. 
Cool. And then, so there are specific companies out there that promote their exogenous ketones as kind of being, like you mentioned earlier, that magic pill or that quick fix where, you know, you can have your cake and eat it too, you know, chow down on chips and candy and all those carby things that you love and then just eat our product. My big concern with that and why I have never promoted exogenous ketones up until finding Perfect Keto was that I just wasn't down with that. And I also feel like, first off, the emotional problem with that sort of of promoting unhealthy relationship with food was a big thing for me. And also too, is, you know, if you have that high blood sugar, my, my thought would be, you know, if you're chowing down on candy and then you're taking ketones, I mean, it's not anywhere near diabetic ketoacidosis, but wouldn't that be an acidic state regardless of how many ketones you end up consuming because of the exogenous ketones? Yeah, I, I do not recommend that at all. And it is not a, a magic pill. Me looking at all this stuff from a clinical aspect I definitely do not. I, I agree with you fully that people should be making better choices about their food first and then ask themselves how they can supplement afterwards to help out, not use it as an eraser, which is kind of a silly thing to do. Um, so for like if you had a very high carb meal and like the next day or like later in the day you felt low energy because you're going through this blood sugar swing, then I think that could be a good time to use a product like an exogenous ketone. I don't think it's inherently dangerous to have both high blood sugar and high ketone levels in your body just for the fact that they can easily be excreted through urine. And I mean, use a P-strip to, to confirm this, that you know, we, can, we can easily excrete, excrete this. It's not like something where your body needs to freak out and store it or have any kind of com- competitive process. But 100% for sure, I would not stack it on top of a carbohydrate high meal and expect you to have any type of, I guess, like you're saying, er- erasing Magic of results. this meal. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to, like, it's not a carb blocker. So yeah, I'm, that being said, like I said, it's it's not a I don't think an inherently dangerous thing to do it. I just think it's completely worthless. Mm. Yeah, because the ketone levels and the blood sugar levels wouldn't be high enough for it to be dangerous. Like diabetic ketoacidosis, we're talking about oodles of ketones. If by taking exogenous ketones, we're talking about like a couple millimolars, right? Yeah, and and that too, like, you're not going to be able to get into. So if you had high blood sugar, you would have higher insulin, which actually would help clearing it out. And so what would happen is you that would drive the ketone levels down anyways. Like you, you could not possibly supplement into ketoacidosis if you had any insulin in your blood. That's just it would be a f- physiological impossibility. And so no need to worry about that. Cool. And some people say that they feel nauseated or almost foggy brained after taking exogenous ketones, almost like keto flu. Have you seen this before in your practice? I have not. I I would ask these people if, you know, are they in a full ketogenic state already? Are they transitioning? What kind of is the... I would assume that it would be like people that have been in ketosis because most listeners um, that are listening to the podcast, like we've been doing this for a couple of years and then they tried an exogenous ketone product and they felt like they were experiencing keto flu again, which... Now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm guessing like maybe if you're not testing, maybe you weren't in a very deep state of ketosis. And by taking this product, you're kind of not adapting again, but feeling what higher ketones would do. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, Also, I would ask, like you said, the levels of ketones, where are they at and where are they going? And if it's been so steady for so long, changing your energy system drastically is, you know, your your body's going to freak out a little bit. And so I guess the question would be, what is the goal of taking the exogenous ketones? And if that's the case and you want to try to experience that, slow down and do about a fourth scoop, half scoop, three, four scoop and kind of ratchet it up. But yeah, I mean, if, if you were at, say, between 
1.8 and 1.0 for two years, and then all of a sudden you go to 3.0 millimolar concentration, your body's probably going to have a little bit of an adjustment period. Whereas if you'll kind of swing back and forth, kind of go into ketosis, out of ketosis, there they have, you know, this term is becoming popular, but probably a little bit more of a metabolic flexibility with your body using different energy sources. And so that change is probably not as drastic to those people. Yeah, I know that the first time that I took your product, my mind got a little bit I think it was more efficient, but I wasn't used to it. So it felt blurry <laughs> and it took me a couple of days to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just working quicker. So that could be, yeah, that's something that I noticed straight off the bat. And do you notice that some people have intestinal distress or pain in their stomach when they consume exogenous ketones? And if so, how do we go about not experiencing that? Yeah. That's another thing where if your body is not used to the uptake of ketones, especially, so if you're coming from a high carb diet and then just have a couple scoops of this stuff, your body's going to go, what the hell is going on? Get the stuff out of me and it will create some massive GI distress. And so just like with anything, it's really dose dependent for the individual. But if you're experiencing that stuff, I would just cut it by about a fourth and let your body kind of get more custom to exogenous ketones and ketone production in general. I've seen that if people are in, are in a deep state of ketosis and then have this, they don't have that problem because their bodies, you know, it, it sees an ex, uh, the beta hydroxybutyrate molecule and goes, oh, we know what this is. Let's put it over here and use it. Whereas if you don't have that process in place, your body is very confused about what to do with it. And then we'll try to flush it out. And what's the digestive process of the ketones? So you put it in some water and you drink it and then what happens? Yeah. So it's just like any other food. So it gets digested, broken. So it's attached to a salt. And so that gets absorbed through the gut, goes to the liver, and then from there it goes into your bloodstream in which you can use it just like where if you were to break down a ketone body into your liver. So same process, just goes from the GI tract to the liver to the rest of the bloodstream. Awesome. So let's switch gears a little bit and chat specifically about Perfect Keto. What drove you to create this product and how do you see it being different than other products in the marketplace right now for exogenous ketones? Yeah, so we already had Equip, which was a company where I was saying before has a bunch of different whole food products. I wanted, like I said, with my clinical experience, I wanted to have a ketone product to help with the accessibility and ease of, of ketosis. There was just nothing at the time when I developed this stuff that um, had the standards that I wanted. And the again, like I said, accessibility is super important to me. And it was just the, the prices on these things were ridiculous because only one or two companies were selling them at the time. Also, like I said, we don't put other stuff in our supplements where you'll notice with, with the other brand too, the products are just like a, a beef isolate in cocoa powder and stevia or sweet potato powder and vanilla powder in stevia. And so this allows people to kind of mix and match and use the products for their own goals. And I think that's a, a better way to approach supplementation than putting all these proprietary blends in place and saying, hey, this is this is the one thing that's great for everybody for a protein source or for a ketone source. I think that's it's kind of silly. And so seeing the, how ridiculously shady the, the supplement industry is on the back end, I just wanted to create a product that, number one, I could use and I felt comfortable using. And then two, had accessibility and lowered price in, in more easy to access distribution instead of, you know, you can buy on Amazon or website and not through you know, having to find somebody who sells it at a very high price. And three was taste as well. I didn't like the taste of anything else that was out there. And so I think that's really important for compliance with people. So if it doesn't taste good, no one's going to have it, which then actually decreases the accessibility. So there was just a lot of problems that I've gone this route with all of the products that I've developed where 
if I see something that I want to use and I think I would refer to my patients that doesn't exist, that I want to exist, then I just make it. And so I was originally going to put it under the other brand of Equip, but it just didn't fit. That was more so whole food. And I wanted to create a lot of information and content around the ketogenic diet and how to do it. And so we've kind of used using now the perfect keto platform as a, a huge educational resource where people can start experiencing what it's like for the first time to be in ketosis with the product. Then from that, go to the website and learn all this stuff about how to actually use nutritional ketosis for targeted goals. Mm, yeah. And so great. And you have such a brilliant entrepreneurial mindset that you're like, I want this thing. I'm just going to make it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a lot of frustration. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huge. More on my interview with Dr. Gustin after this message from one of our podcast partners. The podcast is partnered with Wolf Clinic Royal Flora, my choice in soil-based probiotics. Soil-based probiotics are a fabulously effective approach to repopulating the gut. The soil-based organisms are cultured in declayed plant matter free from pesticides, chemicals, and toxins. Unlike conventional probiotics, which have a shortened shelf life, are vulnerable to stomach acid, weakened by processing methods, and less likely to reconstitute or colonize the GI tract to the level we need it, soil-based probiotics are alive and thriving, meaning they colonize along the entire GI tract, rapidly forming into the bacteria your body needs most as soon as it interacts with saliva. Soil-based probiotics from Wolf Clinic called Royal Flora is my choice in soil-based probiotic, and my gut has never felt less bloated. I'm not reacting to foods in the way that I used to, for example, spaghetti squash. I can eat it, no problem. It's great. U.S. and Canadian listeners receive 20% off when you order from healthfulpursuit.com forward slash gut. Use the coupon code GUT, all in caps, no spaces, for the 20% discount to be applied to your order. We chatted a little bit about the salt used in exogenous ketones. What kind of salt is in perfect keto and does it matter? I know that there's a lot of information about there that depending on what type of salt and what sort of whether you use magnesium or potassium to bind it to that it makes it more bioavailable depending on the source. Yeah. So we have sodium, calcium, and magnesium. So those three split. And I did a lot of testing on this product uh, with a lot of different people. And so we basically just tinkered around with the ratio we have. And you know, if another company wants to steal our stuff, go ahead. We, all of our stuff is completely transparent. So just look at our label. You can take it, take whatever type of ratio you want and make another product. But that to me, was the one that one increased ketone levels the most, as well as two reduced the GI distress the most. So if you have it just bound singularly to uh, sodium or potassium or magnesium, that's still another thing that your body has to process in whole, which can lead to some GI distress as well. So this was just, I mean, it took us like six months of testing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to try to figure out the most effective and the one that tasted the best, most effective and had the least amount of let's say potential side effects. Mm. And what's the difference between like the ketone esters that you see and then the ketone salts and wh which is your product and why? Yeah. So esters um, are very difficult to manufacture currently and taste really, really bad. So those are suspended into a liquid. And so an ester is essentially an unbound ketone body. And so it's just a beta hydroxybutyrate molecule that your body will instantly absorb. There's been some studies back and forth. So, so the salt, ketone salts are just the ketone body attached to a salt, which makes them more stable, which is why they can be uh, made into a powder. And the ketone esters, I think, have a little ways to go as far as 
making them taste anywhere close to consumable. I mean, people, I think our stuff tastes pretty good. Sometimes people don't realize that it's a supplement and not a candy cane. And so they can complain a little bit about the taste. If that, if that's the case in our product, if we were to make an ex- exogenous ketone ester, it would just, it would not, not be good for anybody. I've, I've had some before and some people call them jet fuel. I think that's a generous term to describe them. They're just disgusting. And so there hasn't been, there's been some preliminary research like Dom D'Agostino has done some stuff around esters versus salts. Esters can boost your ketone levels more immediately in the short term. I have seen testing with myself and some others that esters can boost only short term, whereas the salts can have a little bit more of a long term effect. And so we're looking at like half an hour to 45 minutes versus a couple hours. And so that's the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And let's chat a little bit about ingredients because I've looked at a lot of exogenous ketone products and not even understood why they put what they put in their product. So let's chat about a little bit about the products that you could have put in your product that you didn't and also like what the problem is with some of these ingredients. Yeah. So a lot of the supplement industry is just a like a industry standard ingredients. And so what happens is you're a manufacturer and say, hey, I want this. And they say, okay, well, let's also put X, Y, and Z in it. And you go, okay. And then that's what's made. And so not only that, a lot of manufacturers end up putting in products that they don't, you don't have to put on the label, but are in products anyways that help the processing of the machines and the manufacturing plant. And so a lot of that stuff is either due to wanting to improve the taste, the mixability, the look of it with artificial colors and sweeteners and stuff like this. And so, or just the processing of the machines themselves. We actually pay, I don't know of any other supplement company who does this because it took me about 15 manufacturers to find one who would, who would be compliant, but I negotiated a price to, so we pay a lot more to be able to not have all these weird fillers and processing aids because if we make the product, but the, but our um, manufacturer can run less of the product through say a manufacturing line because they have to clean the machine more because we don't put these flow agents and processing agents in it. Well, then they're losing out on more business. And so we've had to pay a lot more for that. But we're looking at like a magnesium sterate and a lot of these gums and, and fibers and stuff like that that just, in my opinion, are not necessary to make a product like this. And so when I'm doing this, I want to be very, very intentional with what we put in it. And like I was saying before, the intention is to get people exogenous ketones. They shouldn't really need anything else. And so that's why we keep the the ingredient profile super, super simple when it's essentially just beta-hydroxybutyrate, chocolate, and stevia. And I mean, it doesn't get much, much uh, cleaner than that. And I know that you have an MCT oil like powder. Why isn't it in Perfect Keto? Or do you find that they're, you know, what you said earlier is that you like to give people options to add things and change their supplements as needed. And I'm a big fan of that as well. Is that why you chose not to put the MCT oil powder just straight in the perfect keto exogenous ketones? Or was there another reason? Yeah. Individual customization. Yeah. That's the best way to go. I find. Yeah. There's, there's also a patent held for combining beta hydroxybutyrate and MCT powder. We would be able to use that if possible. So full disclaimer, people have, have reached out to us from one of the other brands and saying, Oh, you just don't do this because there's a patent. Well, we have, we have that patent license if we want to use it. So we, we just choose not to in our products mm-hmm. for the reason that we want, like I said, some individual customization. So you can have whatever you want from whatever product, just I'd say mix it together yourself without having to put all this stuff in there. 
Yes, that's what I do. And I got my mom to try it a couple of days ago. They, they've been living with us, my parents, for a little while. And my mom tried brain octane MCT oil a couple of months ago. And she was texting me saying like, oh my gosh, my brain, this is so cool. And then I gave her <laughs> your product and put some MCT oil powder in there. And she was so happy for the whole day. Her entire mood changed and she was so lit up. So even having parents around you that are happier is also a great reason to get some of this product and then have your parents happier because because of it but it was so cool to watch just her transformation over the day of just combining the two and having them for the whole day and she really loved it so thank you for that yeah i'll use that as a testimonial makes parents happier yeah exactly <laughs> makes parents happy especially when they live with you okay so let's go through the differences between perfect keto and keto os because i mentioned some of these in my previous podcast episode which i'll link to in the show notes where i kind of compared the two just from my experience and you know i've said in that podcast episode and i'll say it again i'm not really down with keto os individually like for me because of their marketing and because it's inaccessible to a lot of people i can't just send people to a place where they can get it they have to find somebody and order from them and also the caffeine and the dairy and trying to find the differences in the cost was just too much for me to handle and i didn't feel comfortable promoting it but i did see that you know on the book tour I was meeting with people and people were doing the exogenous ketone thing and they were using it. And I figured, well, I have a responsibility to find something that is accessible and less expensive and the ingredients are pure. So from your perspective, where, where do you see the differences between perfect keto and keto OS? Yeah. So like you were saying, so we actually have a little infographic type of thing made or made that's floating around. I think if you just search perfect keto, keto OS, you can see um, our opinion. The number one thing is like, like you said before the transparency on the ingredients. And so we say exactly what is in our stuff and how it's broken down versus a proprietary blend as well. I don't, you know, we, we want to make this just an exogenous ketone product and not stuff with caffeine and MCT and all sort of stuff for, I mean, I, and I don't think that their carb amount is really going to make that much of a difference, honestly. But if you're somebody who is a little bit more sensitive to the kind of lower end of carbohydrates, and theirs, you know, I think is two or three and ours is zero. And so, like you said, the accessibility as well, we just want as many people to have this product as possible and not make it a, like an exclusive little little club around it. And so, I mean, those are the, I mean, the price as well is, is the biggest thing. I think, you know, we're at like half, half of the price. So those are the main points to me. Awesome. And we chatted a little bit about who exogenous ketones are good for, but can we chat a little bit about perfect keto specifically and who it's maybe good for, who it's not so good for? I guess we should start off by saying and reiterating, because I know you've said this a couple of times, but just to bring it home, will perfect keto get you into ketosis regardless of following a ketogenic diet or not? It will temporarily. Mm-hmm. Awesome answer. <laughs> and then regarding the benefits of longevity, reducing inflammation that you get from perfect keto, would a person get the same benefits if they just eat keto specifically for inflammation? Versus versus what? So if they just eat keto versus taking perfect keto, will the inflammation be reduced because of higher ketone levels, I guess you could say? I would say unknown at this point. We're actually running a few studies currently with um, administrating the perfect ketone ketones with two different populations of cancer patients as well as one with uh, traumatic brain injuries. And we're going to be looking at some of those markers with and without the product. So I would say unknown at this point, but we will we will see. 
Cool. Awesome. I can't wait for that. More on my interview with Dr. Gustin after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs. We all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, especially during cold and flu season, as well as boosting our energy throughout the winter months. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little beef stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical additive dye and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, receive instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto. And if your jaw is just tired thinking about about beef jerky. It's worth noting that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. The summer sausage flavor even tastes like those hickory summer sausages, but without the gunk. Seriously delicious. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. Um, and we chatted a little bit about weight loss just in regards to the misconception out there that if you take exogenous ketones, your body will stop burning fat. So I'm assuming because that's not necessarily true, that if somebody wanted to lose weight on their ketogenic diet and they were already eating keto and using your product, they could probably be helped by annihilating stubborn weight gain or is taking perfect keto correlated with weight gain or weight loss rather? So if it leads to things like more energy, which leads to more movement or reduction in appetite, stuff like this. I think that that will lead to weight loss. It is not a weight loss supplement that leads to magical weight loss. So please, if you think about getting this stuff and you think it's just going to, you're just going to drop pounds overnight, we get some bad reviews sometimes saying, I've taken this for three days and, and I haven't seen the scale move one star. So to be clear, it is not is not a weight loss product. It's not going to lead directly to fat loss. It'll be the stuff that kind of encourages different lifestyle choices along with it that leads to the fat loss. Like getting easier into ketosis, having higher compliance into ketosis, having higher output physically in ketosis, the appetite suppression. Those are the things that are going to lead to the, the long-term fat loss if that's your goal. Not the product itself doing a wave of the wand kind of fat loss. If that was the case, I'd be, probably be doing this podcast from a spaceship right now. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. <laughs> I love just how honest you are. And that's something that I really appreciate because in the space of health and wellness, there actually isn't a lot of honesty. So I just want to take a moment and thank you for that because it can be quite hard even as a, you know, running a podcast and a business to try to align yourself with brands that are just like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. Take it or leave it. And no, this isn't a magic pill. And I think yeah, too I, often yeah. it is like that. As a clinician, when I was working way more one-on-one -on -one with patients, it would be very frustrating for me to have them come in and have expectations set by other people. So, I mean, there's some people going around like certain people with like a bone broth protein that says it can fix any gut problem essentially. And then people come in taking and expecting that. And then when I say like, no, it actually requires all of this work to, to get done and, and to fix your gut. And they're very disappointed and angry with me. And so I want to prevent any of that. And help people as much as possible. And for that to happen, I think setting expectations in a way where 
it takes work to reach any goal, whether that be fat loss, performance, or mental productivity. And so this is just a tool to help guide you in the right direction, not a one-size-fits-all solution. Awesome. And we haven't chatted much about whether or not, you know, is perfect keto good for everyone or are there people that should not take perfect keto or maybe chat with their doctor beforehand? Yeah, if you're pregnant, I would say chat with your doctor about it. If you have had any type of major illness before um, and you are tracking any type of like serious internal problems. So I think it's good. I mean, like I said, we're, we're doing some studies on it for things like cancer and other metabolic processes like that. But if you have any major illness, I would say chat with your doctor about using any type of products. But generally, again, I would say that not great for people who are trying to perform at the highest level if, they, if they're just eating ketones all the time in, in a nutritional ketosis. I would say, like I was mentioning earlier, I don't think the ketogenic diet is a one-size-fits-all solution for everybody. So I think that it does work for a lot of great reasons, but it's not you know this or that. You, know, you can only eat fat and ketones and exogenous ketones, or you can only eat carbs. I think that there's room for both depending on your goals. Awesome. And one last question, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but I always want to check FODMAP. Do you like your product should be fine for people that are sensitive to FODMAPs, right? Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no no nothing to react to. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh, we got through all the things that I wanted to pick your brain on. Is there anything else you want to share that you feel like we didn't cover when it comes to exogenous ketones or even perfect keto itself? No, yeah. I mean, I guess that if people have questions or if they have suggestions of what they want for content, we're investing a lot of time and energy into trying to build it out to be as helpful as possible. And so even if that's a a product recommendation or any kind of information that you're looking for that you can't find or anything is unclear, let us know and we will help as much as possible by getting that out there. And so you can contact Alex at perfectketo.com. Um, and, and kind of, he's kind of the head of our, our website and content team, but yeah, we just want to make is create as much clarity around this stuff as possible and make sure, like I was saying before, that it's not this kind of this veil where it's, you know, this is good for everything. We want people to use this for their goal. If it fits for their goal. Amazing. And where can people find more from you? So I'm online primarily on Instagram is where I'm active and that's just at DR Anthony Gustin and then perfect keto as at perfect ketones and perfectketo.com. And so yeah, any questions, feel free to reach out whenever and we'll help as much as possible. Sweet. And I'll include all those links in the show notes as well as a couple of other things that you mentioned throughout the episode. So if people are interested in, in accessing any of those links, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E41 or the show notes just accessed through your app. And we will include a transcript for this episode, which will be available on that link about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. So thanks so much for coming on the show, Anthony. I really appreciate it. You answered a lot of our questions. I have a full list of notes to add uh, to the show notes. So I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. And do we have a code for your listeners? Uh, We do. It is healthful, all in caps, no spaces for 15% off. So I'll include that in the show notes as well. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, let's bump that to 20 for the next week after this airs. Oh my gosh, guys, this is so great. Okay, I'm going to load up too. So from July 9th (laughs) uh, till I guess that would be the 16th. July 16th will be the last day for the 20% off. So from July 9th, 2017 to July 16th, you will be able to get it for 20% off. That's sweet. Thanks so much. You got it. Sweet.
And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.